Hello and welcome to Cartoonist Kayfabe. My name is Jim Rugg. I'm Ed Piscor. And I'm Brian Moss. Cartoonist Kayfabe is brought to you by the books that we all make. My latest Hulk Grand Design is available in stores now with an oversized collection coming in the beginning of 2023. So pre-order that now at your local comic shop or bookstore. Street Angel, Deadly Squirrel Live, back in print from Image Comics after almost a year out of print. Eight complete stories of the homeless ninja on a skateboard. Pick that one up wherever you buy comics. Red Room, Trigger Warnings, and Anti-Social Network, Ed Piscor's latest collection of his comics, completely self-contained. So you can start with either one of these books and get four complete stories, plus some really cool back matter. And special guest host in the house, Brian Moss, his latest comic, Outer Heaven Number 1. Available now and Outer Heaven number two on its way soon and The Eightfold Path, a book that Brian Moss illustrated. So pick that up now wherever you buy books. And let's dive into <laughs> Simon Bisley's Bible illustrations. This is amazing, Brian. How many mullets do you think are going to be in there? <laughs> <laughs> the funny thing about this, can I tell you how I got it? Please. So um, it was random. Uh, it, it was a place called... It was like a, it was like a on campus on OSU campus. It was almost like the, a relic. It was like I went to a basement. It's kind of like a head shop, but it's a comic book shop. And then in the back they have all the porno and all the Euro stuff. You know what I mean? And sitting amongst that, <laughs> I mean that's for that he is a god. You know, like that is Bisley was, cannot help himself. I was like the only time I'll see the Bible mixed with porn <laughs> is. Simon Bisley illustrations from the Bible. It's wild. Although next to it might be Crumb's Genesis. There you so, go. You know, maybe it was <laughs> the right precursor. <laughs> Published by Heavy Metal, and uh, you know we're Bisley fans on this channel. We've looked at a lot of Bisley. This is amazing work, and I feel like. This is an expensive book. Like, I don't even remember when this was published, and I'm a Bisley fan. It's like it came, it went, and now if you want one, you're going to pay through the nose to get one of these things. But what a cool collection. I'm super excited to get into this because flipping through it just for a couple of minutes, the drawing on display here, I think, is some of Bisley's best drawing. Exactly. The thing that you'll notice through this that I would like to, like, point everyone's attention to is that there's actually a lot of things that he's doing that are, like, I think he's like studying Renaissance. So do you guys remember when like, um, um, who was it? Uh, the guy he was doing the the gorillas guy. Yeah, Jamie Hewlett. Yeah, when he's like studying trees. Oh yeah. You yeah. know that kind of stuff. It seems like almost he's doing a study of like Renaissance art, but through biblical narrative. So you're gonna see a lot of those kind of techniques. So it's really interesting. That makes total sense when you lay that out because I mean, lots of artists go through various art history periods of like studying masters, studying older artwork, mm -hmm. and so much of the Renaissance art is biblical. So exactly. it makes sense that he might connect there, especially because subject matters. We get into this. I mean, there's <laughs> demons and gods. You know, you see this stuff. It could be Lovecraftian. Right. It's, exactly. It's, it's, it's pre-Raphaelite by way of Frank Frazetta compositions. Yes. There's uh, some various media as well. You know, there's graphite, ink, paint, washes. There's a lot on these pages too. I'm saying I would go to Sunday school if they would like spend, <laughs> spend, spend a session talking about this guy. Yeah, this, this is right wild. Here. What verse is this coming from, right. Simon? <laughs> <laughs> but it really does feel like he. It means something to him. You know, like mm -hmm. he's done enough work at this point that you see a range of. You know, I hate to say how much he cares about some of the work, but some of it looks a little a little more dashed out than others. This stuff looks cared if for. If you go back real quick, so between these three pages, you see he's kind of like challenging compositions, but also figuring out narrative. Right. You know what I mean? And then you'll see it on the turn as well. So it's like he's figuring things out, 
And it's actually kind of cool because you don't really get this side of a Bisley at is all. This, this is the Rapture. Oh, this yeah. body's getting sucked up, huh? Yeah. I don't think it is. I think this is Noah's Ark. I'm not positive what this would be like, like in terms of the figures being washed down. I see. But I mean, like, yeah, that's the it, arc. it is neat to see him like working through compositions where it's like, okay, I'm gonna do a painting of this if I can figure out a composition I'm happy with. It's, that's really cool. It's kind of funny though the abstraction. It's like you're like, oh, it's the Raptor. No, it's Noah's Ark. That's kind of like <laughs> hilarious if you think about it and exciting you, at the same time. Because you barely, I mean, that's the Ark. You're, I mean, yeah. you're 100 percent right. They're getting caught, caught up in some squalls. I love the visualization. I've thought about Noah's Ark. You know, it's one of the first stories I ever heard in the Bible. I'm a little kid. It's easy to think of rains and floods. Yeah, but you but don't think, think of it as like you know these things are like taking over the you know the sky yeah. is being cut off by mm -hmm. the darkness of this storm. That's some good stuff. Makes me wonder, like, what his source material is, how much he's actually researching some of these old stories. <laughs> but I like this right here, man. He put together some kind of like Kickstarter class thing or something, mm -hmm. and he was teasing it on Instagram. And like, what is what is like assignment one? What is the like his introductory piece? And it's not like you know, here's a human head and like five eyes wide and you know, an eyes width in between. He's like, this is how you draw a horse skull. Amazing. <laughs> and it was in profile. And he just took off it. <laughs> very timely, Ed. As we right. Know. The figure work. Look at all the figures. And they're, they're very, like, developed, you know? There's mm -hmm. 30, 40, 50 figures visible there, including horses. Anybody who's willing to draw horses, like, I tip my hat. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, you'll see it through here. So you're going to see horses, nudes, and like fabrics, and those are like the three telling signs of like Renaissance art. Absolutely. You know what I mean? As the great uh, Eddie Murphy in The Nutty Professor said, <laughs> Hercules, Hercules, Hercules. <laughs> yeah, look at that mullet on David. Dude, that's fucking James O'Barr. Is that great? <laughs> uh, imagine reading the, the David and Goliath story looking like this. Yeah. Look at how hard that is, dude. I didn't realize you stand on a dude's chest. I thought this was like a pending figure. Yeah. And then I'm like, okay, you don't even feel the giantness. But then when you see the nipple, see, if mm. that nipple wasn't there. Mm. It's super cool to see him bringing like some ink in to a mostly graphite pencil you, th you, you think that's what it is? Because I feel like I see, I see noodle. Like, it, it's like, you know, a heavy, heavy weight uh, graphite. You know, like a real soft lead. Because you see the... And must. I think it's a marker or an ink of some sort, but the fact that they fit together that well, mm -hmm. it, it leaves some, some doubt in my mind. It's cool. Oh man, see, there's another one where he's like working out these compositions in, in pencil and then like going to paint with yep. the ones that I guess he's happy with. Boom. Oh, oh, check oh, it out, snaps. guys. Let's try to cheat that a little bit away from the light. There we go. That is badass. Yeah. I also like that he's distilling these stories. It's almost a picture book. And mm -hmm. to, to your point of like Renaissance paintings where it's like one image to represent this story that we all know. And check it out. He kind of, he kind of like the idea of giant is more human here. Like we saw the one where he's standing on a dude's chest in between the chest plate. And it's like, nah, it's like six and a half foot tall dude and a kid rather than, you know, 50 yep. foot man. This is a... Uh, oh, that's O3. Okay. Yeah. I was thinking that was 93 and I was going to make a comment about like bad boy. Yeah. yeah. Oh yeah, the Miller. That's the thing, man. Resembles him. Kev Ke Kevin Eastman, like a patron of Simon Bisley, keeping that guy's pencils and paintbrushes moving. I feel like anytime Bisley's name comes up with somebody, uh, you know, like an art dealer, editor, whoever, like everybody has great respect for him. Like, he mm -hmm. really is. He's kind of an artist's artist. He's, yeah. He's got that. He's got. Kevin Eastman's a patron, and Glenn Danzig patrons, man. They they put mm -hmm. that. They keep that dude working. 
Yeah, this is a good example of that process. But look at this. You already know he's going to make any fabric more intense than like anybody would normally do, right? But that's that study and that structure, because it gives it, it's like somewhere between like leather, like fabric, because it's like very angelic, right? So it's a great interpretation of those ideas, but updated, you know? I'm staring at the light hitting the plane mm -hmm. on this stone right there mm -hmm. and just giving you that separation. We talk about in certain paintings we were looking at, like how the white really helps sell, mm -hmm. you know, the division. And even checking out these pencils, like it's almost as if he's painting with them. Oh yeah. Um, so it creates a really cool, like this actually liberated me as a penciler because like during that time, I just couldn't do it because, you know, ink just goes. And I was like, oh, you can actually do that same kind of shit with a pencil? And it's like, it's really innovative. It blew me away at the time. I love the subtle differences between the pencil study and like, we're going dramatic with the mm -hmm. painting. So our perspective's a little bit tighter, our figure's bigger, you know, mm -hmm. that's dominating, ends up dominating the composition. Exactly. And then the little compositional details, like having the hand shadows on the head, yeah. it's, they're so good, you know? It's like it works macro and micro. Mm -hmm. Beautiful work. Really cool to see him building these almost You'll never see Bisley do anything <laughs> like that. <laughs> That's beautiful. Look, he can do cute. <laughs> yes, exactly. <laughs> like the Todd. <laughs> the Todd cat. You feel the Frazetta again in, in yeah. these kinds of things. You know, it's a Conan cover. As I say, it's like the zombie war. The, one of the Eastman zombie war covers yeah. snuck in here. <laughs> It makes so much sense. Like if you just told me busily doing Bible, it'd be like, oh, okay, I, uh, let's see. But once you start looking at these images, man, it makes total sense. Like what he's pulling out of this stuff. Yeah, pure brutality. It is big characters, drama, really accenting like whatever he's finding in these stories. And I mean, like, yeah. that's wild as an image. Not what I think of when I think of church. <laughs> exactly. This is like belongs in a head shop or something. It does. Know? It looks like black light. Also, it looks like your uh, like your stained glass. Exactly. Yeah. That's a nice thing with painters that are able to capture that light. Mm -hmm. That's almost the Buddy Christ from the Kevin Smith. Yeah. <laughs> 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 all right, guys. Here we go. Boy, this all looks like Glenn Danzig has to has to own this stuff. <laughs> That's, that's dancing right there. <laughs> totally. That's so sweet, man. It's such an imagination for this material. Mm. Dancing's pages are fucking stuck together. <laughs> oh, and the passion. Mm. This is interesting right Sienkiewicz like mm -hmm. And that has to be markers, right? Doesn't yeah. it look like just real quick, those black like marks calm, laid yeah. down? You just could really see it down in there. It gets really sketchy. Older piece also from 2000. Yeah, so you can see who this is like processed for him. You know, he's working out ideas. Oh man, just brutal, brutal stuff. The passion seems like such a subject for this after after going through a couple chapters, and you get to this point, and it's like, okay, this is going to be a perfect marriage of artist and subject. Mm -hmm. Yeah, look at these proportions and stuff. That's really interesting. I think of like Barry Windsor Smith with those big elongated noses, and yeah. I think of that as being like that pre-Raphael-like kind of uh -huh. influence. And now maybe Bisley looking at a similar, uh, you know, similar piece of art history and, and drawing uh, his own style, but, but still drawing from similar source material. Wow. Look at the background pieces. Mm -hmm. Very developed. Yeah, some of it is all strike, Chuck, you know, because it's like, that's very vivid. You know what I mean? That's very intentional. So it has a like an impact when you turn the page and see it, you know? When it doesn't have the straight edges, 
it, I mean, that's, those, those are Lobo marks, mm -hmm. you know? It's, it's almost cartooning. Love seeing like the really dark accented lines as they go out into like still roughing in some of this stuff, you know, like drawing this a little bit lighter. Yeah, still process works. Ooh, that looks so heavy. Jesus. I'm so impressed by the volume of these drawings. That's one thing with Bisley, the more I've become a fan, is he's very prolific. Like there's mm -hmm. a never-ending supply of Bisley work out there. Exactly. You, you start going down that rabbit hole and you'll, you'll be surprised how many comics and how many books he's actually got hands in. Yeah, this stuff is, it's as disturbing as anything uh, Verotic published. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> I always wonder how, um, I have a lot of religion in my family, and I always wonder how, like, religious people would respond to this kind of a work. Actually, they would probably like it, because if they had entertainment, there would probably be more people into their religion, you know what I mean? The sense of, like, it would be more diverse, you know, more entertaining. Yeah, it doesn't feel like he's crossing any lines or anything. No, it's uh -uh. just very visceral, you know? It's, uh, it's not comforting to think mm -hmm. about this. Some different materials here. I don't know if that's like yeah, a watercolor wash. It almost feels like underneath. it's blown up, you know, mm -hmm. because it's, uh, you know, those little noodles down there. It's like that looks like it was like maybe that big. Yeah. It's also neat to see him considering the compositions of like having a lit up sky behind mm -hmm. the figure. Doing that thing too, where either using that ink, that like eraser shield or that um, electric eraser to get those straight erase lines, the sun rays. Yeah, it's interesting, Jim, when you mentioned that about the background, the interesting thing about that that I noticed is because a lot of times he'll put all the details on the characters and in the front, and so where does all that energy go? You know, it's going to go into those abstractions and those backgrounds. Yeah, so much comics work, you know, you, you'll get a figure or something in a panel isolated, and there's almost not a big consideration for composition or depth, but you're getting that in almost every one of these pages. 97. And there's another one you can see. I, I Again, I think that's a marker, that black mm -hmm. mark, just going in there mm -hmm. and kind of roughing in the shapes. And you go from like a pretty detailed figure in terms of different mixed media, and then this foreground figure where it's like, well, I just need to get the blacks in there, figure out how this, how this fits together. It looks like it's on a tissue paper. Mm -hmm. Yeah, like the water got on that maybe. I always think of uh, T Total been doing this tissue paper Right. Layers, and it makes you wonder like what he's working yeah, with and like, what he's trying to go yeah, for. Yeah, is that a technique? The fact that this stretches over several years is, is telling to me, because if you go to his website, that's where I would see some of these images. Mm -hmm. It's a big chunk of his website are these Bible illustrations. I like we get a detail shot yeah. and see what he's, what he's concentrating on. Extremely fleshy compared to the sketch stuff that we've seen building to this. And he takes the crucifix, he takes he takes the classic idea of what we think of as the crucifix, changes it up a little bit and makes it so organic. Organic. This is just a tree trunk on, mm -hmm. you know, some piece of shaved wood. And it's up high, you know, there's not that... The top part. Yeah. It looks so ugly too, like, by the way, we've uh, hung, you know, 150 other people on here. We just keep reusing this. Uh, <laughs> yeah, it's pretty heavy duty, so... Just hang the next guy. Wonder if you threw tracing paper on here if that arm's a little bit long. Sure. Wow. Like clearly you can see that's a study, but they look so different. They do. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And and kinda of, I mean, you know, we looked at that art of uh, Sin City, right? And you saw that that Frank Miller is drawing through the images, man, and giving trying to figure out all the planes and all doing way more drawing in the early portion and then doing reductive stuff. That's what you're seeing with the face. These stories when I was a kid used to disturb me so much. 
a look and then like going almost more and more abstract. Mm -hmm. Got a whole composition here. Yeah. And again with the horses, all twisted around. And it You're all showing flows. off whenever you can just draw horses in right. these different positions. If I could draw horses, I would, you know, like I'd show that off. Big feet, Bigfoot cartooning. Mm -hmm. <laughs> again, right next to the Robert Crumb Genesis. I love how these figures can go in and out with detail and then just very loose on the shadow, just the, just the value for a shape. Yeah, he's really comfortable with the pencils. And it is pencils plural because there's almost like tech pencil for mm -hmm. like lines like this, and then he's doing sh you know schmutz, and he's even doing that shit that like only amateurs would do when you work it, like the smudgies. Yeah, exactly. You know? Yeah, I see this texture a lot. These almost like dark uh, spots, and I wonder like how that's coming up if he's um, drawing on top of something. You remember when you're a kid and you'd have like those like mm -hmm. monster maker kits? You'd rub over something, right? But also, like, I would get it when I draw at home if there was, like, a crumb under the table. You'd right, that it needs spot. to get a little, yep. You know, you could use that, though, for some of these effects. You know what's weird is, like, this stuff almost looks washed like It does. Mm -hmm. Like, how are you creating that in, with pencil? Yeah, the one thing I don't think I'm seeing in any of these heavy gray pieces is kind of like what you do uh, with, with, uh, with charcoal where you just put it on the complete paper and mm -hmm. then you, you pull stuff out with like your chamois. Or add more with more charcoal. Great ability to do like a shiny metal surface. How crazy! In graphite. Right? Mm -hmm. You know the helmet. You see it there too. It's crazy. Yeah, it's interesting because when you look at it on camera, it seems like it's super tight. But if you guys ever get a chance to like pull an image offline and then like, zoom in, it's super loose. Especially like that underdrawing in there. It's kind of funny. It has like these Leonardo qualities to it. You know the processing of all this. So yeah, if you ever get a chance, check out the zoom. It's very loose. And there's your kayfabe back muscles. Yeah. Like I was talking about. <laughs> There's a lot going on there, like all kinds of striations of that, that torture. Yeah, figure. it's almost like Vitruvian man. And now again, when you're drawing figures in this kind of pose, you're showing off. You're yeah, showing what you're capable totally. of with the, your understanding of the figure. Mm. And, and just the, the limpness, like the, the past three succeeding images, like he's captured that, that limp, heavy, dead weight. Exactly. So do we think these drawings are just for him? Like he's just doing these because he's he's interested in it? Is, is there no introduction or anything? No, it's I like I said, I looked into it, didn't find out any information. Yeah, I, I always took it just as, because I paint and draw. So it's one of those things where a lot of times artists will do studies and like kind of experiment and also include it in narrative. So this is kind of probably one of those things where it could have turned into a project, but I think it's just kind of like, you know, fluttered out maybe. East, Eastman saw a couple of them and was like, <laughs> I'll, I have, I'll be the patron. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Give me all that. I just adore this. And I, I like how it's arranged, you know, like here we are like post-crucifixion, mm -hmm. you know, the, the Christian story, the Easter story here of him rising. Yeah. Even though you get a lot of the, um, the busy tropes, He's still adding a lot more emotion into it than he traditionally would, you know. Yeah, I mean? sure. So that's why I said it's very considerate. You're right. Yeah, yeah. He's he's way more reserved. Yeah. You know, like there's no jokes. There, there's no spatter. Mm -hmm. Although you get into some of this, and you can see like like uh, slain, you know, the yeah, work totally, from like 2008 yeah. or something with some of these like armed Romans. I'm, I'm sitting here trying to think of what the title of this vid's gonna be called. I'm keep thinking something like Outlaw Jesus. <laughs> <laughs> that's good. Yeah, that's that's what it's going to be called. In let's yeah. come up with something better. <laughs> also, love the use of black. Yeah. You're doing yeah. all this gray 
you know, washes and pencils and all this value. And then like that black for a background, talk mm -hmm. about receding and really popping those figures forward. Yeah. Even Wait. going back to that emotional part, right? It's like his, he's rising, right? So then that contrast, it's almost like they're giving you like a end of days revelations kind of feel to it, you know? So it's really compact. Almost Kirby dots in some of that. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. This is a great spread. I love everything about this. Talk about feeling like godlike. Exactly. You know, not and not just in the sense of like a Christian religion, but I mean, like we've seen you say Kirby. You know, like you that's Kirby, the godlike yeah. imagery. Mm -hmm. Such power in some of these compositions. And it's cool to see the uh, the compositions in like different study state. You know, like that mm -hmm. that was an image we saw earlier, uh, but you know, a slightly different variation where he's like working out some detail or other and and moving it towards you know a final version. Mm -hmm. That, that has a little bit of those trapper keepers kind of nineties <laughs> <laughs> vibes to it, right? <laughs> Here we go, man. The apocalypse. <laughs> this is what I would have expected. Right, exactly. Say, Bible drawing. I would think the whole thing would be this kind of work and super loose, man. Must have been maybe one of the early drawings for this totally. composition. You know what's funny is I look at some of these figures and I see Mike Mignola, mm -hmm, who, mm -hmm. you know, obviously also influenced. You see a lot of that cemetery imagery in his work, and it feels like some of the demons and kind of like floating figures have that, that kind of quality. Wow. Oh, dude. And snake. <laughs> <laughs> If you can't see this, everyone, <laughs> let me bring your attention to the baby trapped <laughs> inside of a like chest cavity. <laughs> right. Yeah, that's that's another dance. That piece. is uh, that is nightmare <laughs> stuff right there. Straight Clive Barker, fucking <laughs> like demon animals and stuff. <laughs> Look at that creature. <laughs> wow. Yeah, this is the stuff. Maybe I'm gonna this guy for his bad hair choice. <laughs> Fun seeing his signature even evolve over different uh, different mm. pieces. Wonder if there's some significance to that, if that represents a time period or not. Love this, like just almost a pure color study of this yeah. composition. And it's making different choices, you know, with the turning the horse's head because it's like when you look at that, the knight's like completely blacked out. So the horse that would make sense to give the expression to the horse in a lot of ways. So that's like a really thoughtful intention, you know. Yeah, and their heads are doing the same thing. It's almost cartoony, mm -hmm. like you know Huey and Dewey. So you, you gotta see Frazetta. Oh yeah, you know, in, yeah. Some of, in a piece like this, it's cool to think he's looking at like uh, Renaissance art, but Frazetta's never too far <laughs> no, from, exactly. the, uh, from the man, and probably pushing your Bible element to its limit. Well, so, so is this like a good guy in Revelations? I don't quite know that. There's there's some like white knight who, who kills uh, pestilence. Dude, I thought this was Black Knight from the Avengers. <laughs> <laughs> the Marvel covers. Yeah, I don't know. It's like a crusade. These are saints was the uh, the name of this chapter. Our apocalypse chapter was really short. So I don't I don't know who this is. And it may be a little bit outside of your Bible tales, but something in Christian history. What's that date right there? 2K. Okay. The earliest date I saw was 97. Mm -hmm. uh, I wasn't looking closely at every piece, though. I would have loved a little more of this, like some of the ruins, mm -hmm. some of the ancient architecture. Yeah, like he doesn't draw backgrounds in his Lobos and stuff. So, so like characters and you know, things in motion are his these. 
I would also be curious, and I wish they would have had like dimensions on this stuff. Yeah. Like how yeah. big is this drawing? Because that's super detailed, you know? I mean, it's, I have to imagine this is a, a pretty large drawing. Totally. Yeah, because he's treating that, that's almost rendered like a painting, you know what I mean? So to see that kind of detail, and then you see it also in this dragon. And then you have, I mean, this is, you know, I should say after Frazetta somewhere, because <laughs> that is King Conan, you know, standing on top of like skulls. Great. And that's a dude that's like, yeah, I'm going to your fucking country, and I'm going to show you the Christian ways of our Lord and Savior, mm -hmm. or else I'm going to chop your head off. First of January 2000. So this is what this dude's doing on New Year's. <laughs> <laughs> I love every part of this. Like, the sword looks heavy and real. Yeah, he's good at that. Those hands, mm -hmm. there's like that metal armor everywhere. That Al Williamson mask, yeah, man, from great. Valor Comics. Yeah, this is kind of where he just goes off, you know, it's kind of pulls it all together. It seems like it's a lot of the things that were in, kind of like the way the book's arranged, actually, because it kind of informs the way that he, the evolution of the story goes, right? But also with the art, even though the techniques jump a lot, this is kind of a good example of everything put together in a really simple way, you know, without all the fuss and stuff. His ability to uh, to recognize small details, you know, like these snarling cat faces. I always laugh because I have cats, and when they bite stuff, they get what I call scrunchy nose. You see those details, yeah. you know, like like that's a cat biting this guy in the throat, <laughs> in a very believable, you know, for the face of the cat, a very believable way. And then to see this stuff go from super detailed into just like your your loosest of, of lines, I always love that in uh, in, in a drawing. That's interesting. So similar. Mm -hmm. Wonder if this is the same drawing in different stages. Like he's coming in, adding another cat, adding some background details. Then you'd be taking this out. Because mm -hmm. it seems so similar. It does. Yeah, almost as if this was like maybe a swipe or he copied his own drawing, you know, in a lot of ways. Like he's picking and choosing what works, you know. Look at all this figure. <laughs> at this level, it really does feel like the 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 um the Flegels, you know, the Roy Crankles and the Frazettas and the Williamsons would have a lot of imagery like this whenever they're they're working on um, book illustrations and things from uh, the '60s. It's so much detail too, in terms of like different types of armors, helmets, things that would be very hard to draw, and like he's got 20 of them. Yeah, in right. kind of a sketch, you know, like it has to be that these are planned for some kind of painting, something that. You know, bigger, better, or something. Just gorgeous. Yeah. What a book and what a collection. That's cool. I assume that these are uh, ver these are Bible verses. If that goes just watching. That go home. with the uh, pages. Gotta, yeah, gotta gotta sync up like that. Mm -hmm. So here's my question. Oh yeah, dedicated to Martin Eamon who we lost at a very young age, must have been maybe around this time, maybe. If, they're, if they're dedicating this book to him. But uh, my question for everybody, why is this out of print? You know, it's Bisley, it's the Bible, like these are subjects that are evergreen. Come on, somebody, do another printing of this thing. Yeah. This is a pretty well produced too, like heavy metal does not, I don't always associate their books with good production. <laughs> right. I feel like the production in this, the, this art looks good, it's clear, it's sharp. And uh, it's not overly dark, which is one of the criticisms I have for some of the heavy metal printing I've seen over the years. So well done all around on this. And 
man, Brian, I'm so happy you have this book. <laughs> Thank you. I appreciate it, guys. Super cool, man. We need to go decompress from, from uh, looking at all this stuff here, man. Uh, K-Favors, like, follow, subscribe to the YouTube channel. Hit the bell. We'll notify you when new vids are available. It's out there, Jim. Street Angel, Deadliest Girl Live is back in print in comic shops everywhere from Image Comics. Pick that up. Eight complete stories of the Deadliest Girl Alive. Hulk Grand Design Monster Madness, two 40-page issues telling the 60-year history of the Incredible Hulk. That is in comic shops now with the treasury-sized edition coming in January 2023. Pre-order that one now wherever you buy books. And join me on Patreon.com slash JimRug where you can see a lot more of my comics and art and download some of my out-of-print zines and mini-comics. Brian Moss, let the people know. Um, I have Eightfold Path out currently through Abrams. Check that out. I'm the artist on it. And then I have Outer Heaven number one out. And I'm currently working on issue two, which will be out in a couple months. Uh, you can follow me on my Instagram, Strange Things Moss, or my Patreon, which is also Strange Things Moss. Red Room Trigger Warnings, Red Room the Antisocial Network, trade paperbacks in stores today. Murder on the Dark Web for Fun and Profit is the name of the game in Red Room Comics. Uh, each of these books is uh, completely uh, standalone, so you don't need both. You see one of these, scoop it up, give it a shot. If you dig it, grab the other. Uh, I'm serializing new Red Room comics on my Patreon uh, for three bucks. The archive of all this material is up there, more than 300 pages worth of stuff. Go to my link tree in the description below this video to order, pre-order current and future Red Room comics and hit up that Patreon. What else do we have out there, Jimmy? Subscribe to the Cartoonist Kayfabe newsletter at the links below this video. You can also find Cartoonist Kayfabe t-shirts, merchandise, t-shirts, hats, all that good stuff, and more at our spread shop in the links below this video. Yeah, it's another great way to support the Cartoonist Kayfabe channel. Give them those marching orders, Jim. We'll be on our way. Read more comics.